This is unstructured. All right, today we're sitting here with Brett Brent Basham. I don't know why in my head I have Brett, but it is Brent Basham. And he is starting a new venture called Podit. And Podit is a host guest podcasting directory to try to help me out, especially. I, I'm not worried about everybody else. I'm worried about me. <laughs> I need to find really, really cool guests. And I'm depending on Brent to populate a service with guests and put them all down the right funnel, which is unstructured. How are you doing today, Brent? <laughs> doing good. Good. And that's a tall order right out of the gate you've tasked me with, but we'll, we'll do our best. So can you tell me about the service a little bit? Uh, yeah. So, you know, originally, I guess kind of have to start a little bit. I'm not trying to plug my own show here, but um, this was born out of, we did a show called Digital Dads for a couple of years and we interviewed about 50 guests or so. We didn't do every episode. I know you're already probably up to that by now already in a short time, but we, we did like to mix in interviews and, you know, with three small kids and all of that, it became really difficult to manage that process. Um, and so, you know, we were computer science guys and we started really thinking about that and saying, you know, maybe there's a way to make this better. And that's kind of where Podit was born. Um, you know, to, to say it's a directory, I think in the first version it will be, but our, our goal has always been to create a platform to enable this whole process. And you'll see as we evolve, you're going to see a lot of features come out that help the whole interview process. It's not just about discovery and connection. It's about moving that through the pipeline, managing, turning on and off, whether you want to guess or you don't. Maybe you're on vacation, you don't need to be inundated. Um, and a lot of other secret sauce that I can't quite get into because I don't want to, I'd rather over, you know, uh, under promise and over deliver. But to be, to be fair. Yeah. At first it will be a directory, um, both on the guest side and on the podcast side. So you can come in on either side and we have podcasts are totally free. Um, because like I said, we are podcasters. We didn't want to be another nickel and dime service on podcasters. I think a lot of these, let's be honest, a lot of us, we didn't make a lot from digital dads. And I think a lot of podcasters don't unfortunately get to monetize their site a whole lot. Um, or, you know, their show, so we just uh, decided we weren't going to charge them. And we figured, you know, um, let's go ahead and extend that a little further and let's make a really solid free option for guests as well. And the motivation for that was really, we felt like, you know, on Digital Dads, I was fortunate enough to talk to, uh, his name is Dr. G. Morjani. She was a, a pediatric, um, you know, emergency uh, doctor. And she'd seen, she wanted to give a bunch of summer safety tips because she got to see all this crazy stuff, not got to. She had to, unfortunately, see all this crazy stuff happen and come into the emergency room. And so as pretty much a public service, she wanted to go and share that. And somebody contacted us to have her on our show. But connecting us with her is challenging because there's really no de facto place to go find people that aren't in the entrepreneur or these various veins, the every marketing and these various, you know, veins where everybody's kind of self-promoting themselves. And so we figured that if enough, some percentage of those people would want to pay to more aggressively self-promote, then that would enable the network for everybody else. And that's kind of what we're trying to accomplish. How, um, not to be rude, how are we going to or how are you going to separate the wheat from the chaff? Because no offense, some of the people who are very willing to aggressively pay may not be uh, necessarily the guest that a particular podcaster might want, and there needs right. to be a certain you know value or return on investment for them. They're <laughs> they're paying a lot of money. Hey, thank you for carrying me. That's awesome. But how are you going to work that? 
So part of it, there's a few things we're going to do. One of them is we're going to work a lot on recommendations so that, you know, if you know you had a great guest, you can easily, there's a mechanism to easily share that with someone else that you know might be good. Uh, see that a lot in some of the groups. Um, obviously, Facebook isn't maybe the best format and, you know, they're not built to, uh, you know, make make this process easy like we are. Um, but that's one thing. Another thing is we're going to try to help, you know, these pot, these guests become better at what they do. And we're going to give them tools in there to help them understand not to be too self-promoting, that kind of thing. Um, but I think probably the biggest thing is, you know, we're putting all the power in the hands of the podcaster. So the podcaster can, you know, get these connections, whether or not they want, they're going to be able to look at a profile page and they're going to be able to, if the guest has, you know, um, well, the Patriots, but they have an embedded audio from past episodes. And so they say, hey, I can just skip through and listen to this guy right here. I can I can have a really quick determination. You're never going to know for sure. But there's things that would have helped me make a decent determination without having to go search on YouTube and then go try. You know, there's no way to really search in, you know, as you probably know, in iTunes to find all of Seth Godin's episodes. It's just not it's just, sure. just technology doesn't exist. Right. Um so if we can build that into the profile and it's very easily easy for you when you're scanning somebody to kind of get a sense of this person and listen to this person and on an interview and these sorts of things, I think you'll be able to make a pretty good determination. And then the algorithms behind the scenes will help to populate the ones. There's going to actually be, I'm giving away a little secret sauce here. There's going to be an exit interview, um, essentially like a uh, really short uh, exit, exit survey, we'll call it. Um, very, very short, but to de- designed for you to give feedback about the guests and the guests to give feedback to back about you. Now that all feeds into the algorithms, but it doesn't necessarily come up. We're not going to post negativity forward facing, right? Because our goal is not to disparage people, but we want to take in all the data we can to help populate the right people and move them up in terms of search results and those sorts of things. So a dating um, function. You, you could more or less call it, yeah, matching. Yep, absolutely. Because it's not necessarily that um, a particular guest is disliking a host, but they may be more suited for another host. And if you get the parameters right, you can line up a a better relationship. For sure. And there's actually keyword matching as well. So you might go in and put in, you know, XYZ keyword and a guest might put in those keywords. So you might do a search on Alzheimer's professor, this or that. And if that guest put those in and that's their area of expertise, you're going to be able to narrow down your results based on that. So I think some of that will help as well if you have a particular thing in mind. Now, browsing, it's a little different. You know, if you're just browsing the public directory, that's a little different. You just kind of see everything as it goes. And obviously, the paid people will kind of rise to the top a little bit. But we are, like I said, we, there's some special algorithms in there to help, you know. And, and also, we're going to slap the hands of any, you know, bad actors if they're in there, you know. Privately, we're going to smack the hand before we hopefully don't ever have to remove too many folks. But um, we're always there kind of guiding and looking for the input from the podcasters to tell us, hey, this guy was he no showed me three times. I think I saw that in a, a Facebook group one time and they said, I just got to report that. And I'm sitting there thinking, where are you going to report that? <laughs> what are you what are you gonna do to make sure nobody everybody knows about that? I mean you just you're posted in every group. Yeah. Watch out for and, this. And, guy. and then it gets buried in the feed and it's gone. And sure. uh, you know, so yeah, so there's some things I think we can do by getting all the podcasters and the and the guests together in one place. I think there's some really, really fun things we could do to help everybody out. Um, are you training the guests at all or offering any kind of training for them? So not out of the gate. 
Um, there are some plans to help them at least be bare as an example to be bare minimum in terms of technology, right? I think we can all relate to that pain point. Um, a lot of guests, you don't know if they even have a, a microphone and did you put it in the email? Did you use your, you know, your email templates and copy and paste it or whatever you do to, to get a guest up to speed? Um, and so we'd like to explore that as we go. I mean, obviously job number one is to get everybody in the network and that's why we're offering free on both sides, you know, really good free on the guest side. Um, but once we get going, that's definitely something that's in the pipeline and developers are hard at work um, behind the scenes to help us get to a place where we can actually help facilitate better quality guests and and help them be better too. Because I think some guests may be salesy or maybe doing the wrong things, not because they're bad people, but just because they're misguided. And so hopefully we can help mitigate some of that too. I've seen um, before in some groups, like um, on the guest profile, are you going to have a, a questionnaire that they fill out that can help the host along, especially somebody like me? I, I'm i kind of known, I obsessively research, I guess I'm following the Jordan Harbinger school, but any tips or previous appearances, you know, a, a nice um, template that on each guest and actually the host, it will be helpful, you know, for the guests as well. Yeah, I mean, so we we thought long and hard about what would the guests want to see when they came to the podcast and vice versa, what would the podcast want to see to make a decision when they look at the guests. And we've tried to orchestrate those profiles around that. Um, I can tell you that will be probably a little bit iterative as we go. Um, but there's a there's a you know, there's a contradictory force in play, which I've seen in some other places where you end up with, you know, you give them complete control over posting whatever they want to share and they end up telling you everything about everything and it becomes too long, didn't read. And mm. we don't want to do that. So we're trying to make sure that we find that right balance of is this modular enough to where when you come and you look at a guest profile, you can quickly see visually and and with a little bit of text uh, in certain key spots, but you can quickly determine, do I want to dig in deeper? Is this interesting to me? Right. So you've done, you've looked at your keywords or you've matched it up or we, you know, in certain cases we're recommending to you and recommending to them, um, Hey, you might be interested in this. And if you tell us yes or no, obviously that helps us learn um, and do better with the matching, AKA, you know, dating site. Um, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's definitely a factor. And I think on the, on the podcast side as well, you know, we have, tell me about your audience. I think that's key for a guest to know, like, is there an alignment in the audience that they're, that you guys have, um, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, I think those are, those are really relevant in terms of, um, making sure you get the right guests for sure. And, um, previous a resume is handy in terms of uh, previous appearances or whatever and maybe it can be collected as it goes but i hope you you uh have the intelligence of every match that you do make yeah so that's one of the one of the fun things right is that we get because we get to as we move into the second phase and i'm going a little ahead here i don't want everyone to think that they're gonna start off at this point but it's not that far down the road for us really um so we have the ability to do, let's say after you finish, you can give the person a testimonial and then that can show up. They can showcase your testimonial or let's say you're a podcast host and you and I finish this episode and we use pod it as the, as the resource at the end of that, when you go to publish, you go in and you post the feed and that does a couple of things. It enables me to go in and share it on social, but it also allows me to pull from that because you posted the feed uh, link to this episode and I can then point to that and it will show up in my profile and people can just listen to me right there and I can choose from the ones that I've, you know, and that way I can let people see, Hey, I was on with Eric and it was awesome. And, you know, check it out. And then maybe they'll want to have me on their show too. 
Okay. And will you um, offer a functionality uh, within, for example, if let's say a podcaster wants to ask other podcasters, you know, Hey, how was this guest? You know, kind of privately. Yeah. So, so certainly, yeah, certainly a recommendation feature. I think that happens a lot in the real world as it is. Um, it's a little tricky though, because I might remember and I might not, you know, someone, I, oh yeah, I got to tell Eric about that. But then I cook dinner for the kids or something comes up and I don't always remember. Um, but yeah, it definitely one of the options will be to recommend to somebody. And if you're connected, if you and I are connected or both podcast hosts, or I find somebody I think might be, even if I'm browsing and I find somebody I think might be perfectly suited for you, then I'll be able to say, I want to recommend that to Eric and just type your name in and boom, it goes off. And then you can say, yeah. okay, yeah, that's great or not. And the guest doesn't know. So there's no rejection for the guest. It's just, you can take a look because I know you and know what you might like. And so we take advantage of that as well. Yeah. I kind of do that already with them. You know, I have some friends in the group and it's like, Oh, you got to try blah, blah, blah. Like yeah. a, a good case. I'll, I'll name drop, but I had Amy Lyle on, who's a fantastic um, comedian out of Atlanta, just really chipper personality. And I'm, oh, I'm in Atlanta. Okay. Check her out. Yeah, you should. Um, she's on uh data or TV there quite a lot too. Okay. And I'm friends with Larry Roberts, who is readily random. And I've been on his podcast. He's been on mine. Well, his personality and manner is almost perfect for hers. I'm a more laid back personality, had a good time with her, but I was like, oh, wow. If I could put her with him, the high energy output would just be off. <laughs> yeah. So now I think it would be cool to have that kind of capability to, you know, be a connector, you know, help others. Yeah, we're conduits. And I think, you know, you know, we're not we're trying to be an enablement device. You know, we're trying to make things easier for podcasters. Like I said, that was my pain point as a as a podcaster, as somebody liking guests. And frankly, it was taking up too much of my time to coordinate and discover and all these pieces of it. Meanwhile, I love doing the show, but again, it wasn't providing supplemental income. And it got to the point, I mean, we're on hiatus right now, largely because of the platform, but also because it was just digging in. I mean, I was doing a show about being a dad and here I was taking all this time to do the show about <laughs> being a dad, which was taking me away from being a good dad. So, you know, we feel like if we can give back podcasters some time, that would be huge for most of us. So that's kind of the goal. Now, I believe I started talking to you about this um, platform months ago. You happened to answer a, a request that I had for somebody, and I wanted to follow up with it now, and that's on guest outreach, because one of my giant pain points is, who did I reach out to? Did they get back with me? Do I need to reach out again? Is there any kind of mechanism set up for that scenario to give an outreach, kind of give me a reminder that I haven't heard back or they have heard back. Mm. So in V1, mm, you have, I got to be careful here. Uh, in, in V1, well, because <laughs> I, I want to make sure we, I want to make sure we get them all. We, yeah. Yeah. You're, 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 you're quite in, inquisitive. Um, so in V1, you have an internal messaging mechanism, right? So at least, and I know that that's still messaging, but at least it's um, compartmentalized inside the pod at platform. And then if you get a reminder or an email, you can go there and you see all of that separated from all the, if you're like, in, if you're like me, the thousands of emails that you have that are filling up your inbox daily. So at least it's compartmentalized in V1. Um, we, but in V1, it's just a messaging between two people. So there's no, there's no, brains. There's no intelligence to sort of know what's happening. V2 is all about effectively building a CRM. 
And I won't, mm. I can't go too far, but I can tell you everything you just described is absolutely part of the plan for building that into the, to the whole thing. And in fact, you wouldn't have to have a personal connection or messaging. It's all sort of pre-built objects moving through from, uh, you know, from uh, a request to be on an interview, moving to an interview, moving to a page where you both can have collaboration up to, and who knows where the integrations go. I have to stop there, but there's some really neat things that that, that can do once we get to that point. Um, and we're hopeful that'll be early um, 2019. I think that's realistic. So. Okay. I have a suggestion if you're interested, please, I, we're going to take all the feedback we can get. Um. If I, if you could add the outreach capability for those who are not even on the system to invite into the system. So for example, I have a desired guest. They're not in pod it right now. You are trying to build pod it uh, from what I understand with as many guests as possible. So if I'm seeking a guest on my own, it's very likely that it's probably somebody really good and other podcasters probably will want to talk to. And if this, guest is responsive, well, they may want to talk to other podcasters as well. So if I could just go into your platform, use it as my CRM functionality to where I send all the outreach through the platform, inviting them into the platform yes. to get back to me, that would be immensely helpful, especially if there were things like um, email open tracking and some of those other nifty tools that you find with um, streaks or other... Um, mechanisms yeah i will say we haven't quite gotten as far with in terms of the email tracking of those pieces um but definitely in the discussion for the crm piece is to enable you to connect with folks inside the network and enable you to reach out and grab folks outside the network twofold like you said one to help build the platform um and bring a, a great valued guest in for everybody else but two <laughs> giving away all the secrets um <laughs> but two we, 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 hmm Okay, so when they when you reach out to a guest and they come to join Pod, the idea is to have it be effectively like a Calendly service, right? So all they're putting in is their, their email. It won't be Good. like they came to our site and they see our various tiers or whatever else. It literally is. This is Eric trying to make a connection with a guest for an interview. And so we're getting out of the way and we're basically taking them straight through with an email address right into the process of being in an interview with you, right? Perfect. So then they can use the tool. Everything's great. Perfect. Well, we also have their email address and they put in a password. They're in the system. Now, mm -hmm. if other people find, you know, they can, we can prompt them and say, Hey, would you like to be on more guests? Fill out your profile. You know, it's free, blah, 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 blah. Um, and there's a lot of other things we can do there, but I think that definitely we want to try to bring in and leverage the podcasters being able to, because if the tool only is internal, it limits what they can do. You know, so if they can bring people in from the outside and still use the tool and it helps the platform grow, grow and, you know, we figured that's a very, you're not sure that's a very seamless way to do it. And so, but if that guest ever decides they want to, you know, take advantage of some of the other features and they pay, we're going to be tracking that back to the podcaster and it's a built-in affiliate program. Cool. So, cool. <clears throat> yeah. And so we incentivize them and it's actually pretty good one too, but incentivize them if you have like past guests you want to reach out to, but all that'll be built in. But again, this is not V1. So I don't want everybody to think, you know, yeah, well, I won't give up the timeline on the affiliate. It's it's sooner than V two. It's not V one. Um, but there's some fun things there. So it's a great suggestion, Eric. That's I mean, but it, it, we need to be able to allow you to connect with people outside. We absolutely need that for a lot of reasons. 
Yeah, the black box would be a, a worry. You know, every system is kind of its own black box, and there's different levels of who has to pay to get into what. I, I know that you and I have talked about different ones. There's there's several on the market, and they're coming yep. at it different directions. Yep. Some are going to be very expensive. Yes. <laughs> It'll yes. be a challenge. So you're looking at potentially inversion something down the road, essentially putting in a booking system. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And that, um, yeah, and recommendation, and all these kinds so. of things. Yeah. Well, um, that, no, I mean, that can make it worth it because I have to pay for a booking system right now. So out the gate, that will already benefit me. Well, but as a podcaster, you won't – As a, on the podcast side, you won't have to pay. So That's my point. So yeah, that's already a, money. Immediate ROI, pay, right? Yeah. Right. I pay now. I don't have yeah. to pay. Yeah, for um, sure. For sure. Uh, speaking of that end – and uh, another group that I enjoy very much or that I work with is called Squadcast, and mm-hmm. we're actually recording right now with them. Mm-hmm. Have you talked with them about any kind of integration? Because I desire that time where I can just say, boom, through the system, the booking system, the Squadcast link and tie to your link. You know, Everything can kind of be seamless through these partnerships. It might be right. Zoom or Squ- Squadcast, or right. Something. And there's some other Zencaster and all those. Yeah, I mean, we'd love for eventually there to be um, essentially an interview page that the guests come to, that you come to, that there's integrated, you know, communication. They can see everything in one single, rather than fishing through a bunch of emails. And and ideally, if they could just eventually just click a record button right there, um, I think that would, or or have a call in number or whatever the mechanism is there. Um, but yeah, those guys at Squadcast, I, I think we are in preliminary discussions. I think we have to catch up to them um, in terms of our platform first and get into V2. Um, but Zach and those guys definitely want us to have a further conversation. And, you know, we'd love to see where that goes because I think it could it could help us both. We don't want to get into the game of the recording facet of it. You know, we want to build right. the platform and have the tool available. But we're not looking to recreate the wheel there. They've done a great job and there's some other options, too. And that's not a game we want to play, but if we can integrate with some folks and make everything easier for everybody, yeah, we'll definitely, definitely take advantage of that. That includes, you know, some scheduling uh, software too. In fact, we um, can't really name a name, but there's one in particular that's pretty popular, uh, like the most popular probably um, that we'd love to integrate into as well. So that the scheduling piece is all kind of built in there too. Um, ideally, again, this is kind of getting more into like the tail end of V2 and that kind of thing. Um, but that's where we want to go. That's really where we want to go. And, you know, luckily those guys are in Atlanta too. So hopefully, we, and we know somebody over there. So hopefully we can move the needle for that. It makes sense for them too, right? I mean, because if everybody here could leverage scheduling, but only if they have this free account with such and such, why would they not, you know, it just drives people to them, but we get the benefit mm-hmm. of their integration. So I think it works for both parties. Yeah. And you may be letting um, information get out, but it's actually helpful because you're entering a competitive space. Very. And if people are saying, okay, um, am I going to throw my money at this or am I going to go down this? It's exhausting. And, and going to every single service, being at every single group and everything else it's helpful to at least know where you are mentally planning to go, even though you can't promise anything or can't be completely specific, just knowing your overall plans, the CRM aspect, the um, guest acquisition, I guess part of it. Now, how, how has that been going so far? You've been recruiting podcasters. I know, Uh, you know, in the group and we've got a number of guests. I think that um, the rubber is going to hit the road here. Hopefully, 
you know, a few weeks um, and we can get the directory live because I think what's going to happen, you know, one of the things about it too, is we put a lot of design effort in, we've got a really good designer and we put a lot of design effort into the profile page because it's not for us. It's not just, it's an internal page. It's also, you could use this if you were trying to pitch somebody that's not in potted or you're trying to get on some other media. If you're a guest, you could point them to that public facing page and it looks really good and you you're proud of it. And so that's a big part of, of what we're trying to do too. So I think what's going to happen and I'm optimistic here, but I think what's going to happen is people are going to come and they're going to say, well, there's zero risk to sign up. I see the simplicity of it. I see the public directory. This is all really clean and looks good. Why am I not going to give it a test drive? And, and then once they do, I think that um, it just makes sense for people to start telling people about it. And, uh, you know, there's some marketing effort we have too, but, um, you know, Facebook and some different things, you know, obviously there's a lot of different marketing avenues you could go. Um, but a lot of it we're relying on, you know, Seth Godin page from his book is make something worth telling people about. And so we put a lot of effort into making something and they can't really see it yet. But I think when they do, um, I believe they'll want to tell people about it. Awesome. Your profile page actually made me think of something. Will um, guests be able to upload assets, for example? And uh, an example of this is it's really handy for me because I need to promote a show to have all the guest information, obviously, where their Twitter handles and all that are, but also a good headshot that they're offering. So if they uploaded, let's say, five pictures or whatever, then I could just go, boom, to the profile page. I know those are already cleared. I can grab them, stick my logo on it and then release an episode. Is that something you're looking at? Yeah. We, so we haven't put that into any type of plans. It's come up. Um, and I think what we're going to do is as we get past V1, we're going to really dig into the community and, and listen to the feedback and see what people want us to kind of prioritize. Obviously, we have to make the ultimate decision based on everything we know about the platform and where we're going. Sure. Um, but at the same time, I think that would be useful. Um, we just have to we need it to be created. And I think it's going to end up being in the V2 because it's going to have to be part of the CRM piece. I don't think it works in terms of just sticking it up on a profile or cluttering up that um, it needs to be part of the CRM. But once you're in that interview and you've got that sort of silo, yeah, I think that sort of thing would be really helpful, you know, attaching and and probably category based um, maybe, maybe assets generically, but I think category driven assets, like you said, like a headshot, there's certain things you're always kind of, Mm-hmm. Always, every podcast is going to kind of want right for their to promote the show and that kind of thing. So yeah, um, I'd love to get into that for sure. But again, oh. we're hope we're happy to hear from. We're hoping people will give us a lot of. I know they will um, give us a lot of feedback about what they want, and then we'll try to rack our brains and make it make it work and make it simple and make it look good. So that's our job. Cool. And one more then on that. How about a scheduling aspect of it in terms of not only the when the interview is when it's booked and scheduled but it would also probably be handy for both the podcaster and the guest to post, okay, I'm going to put that episode up this date and be able to plan ahead and post in there. And then the guest can see, oh, it's going to be up in two weeks or three weeks or, or whatever, you know, a little bit of visibility. Have you guys thought about that? Yeah. We, in, we, you know, maybe not in terms of visibility about when it will post um, and maybe that will be useful. I'm not sure, but definitely when it does post. And, you know, there's a couple of ways we could go about that. One, we could have the podcaster come and post a link, like I said, in, in their side um, because they may want to show that on theirs. Um, but also we might pull the feed 
that's a little trickier just in terms of knowing exactly which episode just have to figure out exactly how to make sure the podcaster right. has some kind of data that we can pull so we can match it up correctly because we don't want to bone that up. Um, but that might be an automated way to do it. So we'll probably play around with that, talk to you guys and see what you think about that. But, but definitely the idea. And, and I think largely because I've always had some challenges with getting guests to promote on social media. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if I remember to tell them some, most of the time I do, but then did they and all these kinds of things. So um, I think one of the things on the profile that we have is, you know, how are you going to, you know, what's your social media that you can promote to? And they'll tell you they've got X amount of Twitter, X amount of that, X amount of that, which you can go verify if you want. But I think the big thing is it's kind of like a, a contract saying, yes, I am willing to promote on social media. And they're kind of entering into that. It's not legally binding or anything, but they are saying, I am willing to promote here. And one of the exit questions will probably be, did they promote on social media? You know, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, so then after the fact, um, and we'd like to, there's actually a good integration we might be able to pull. And I don't remember the name of the company, but it will like pull a snippet into um, a video format. So that it'll actually play in line in the social channels. And we'd love hmm. to facilitate that being, part of the mechanism so that the guests can easily just say, Oh yeah, I'll share. And it posts right out to their, so, so through the site, take out that pain point of, okay, I got to go get on my Twitter. I got to go get on my Facebook. Let me copy and paste this thing. And you know, if we can simplify that process, I think it'll make a lot of podcasters a lot happier because you know, we do this. Certainly we love doing it, but it's nice if they'll help us reach out to their audience too, at the end of the day. Well, we need it. And yeah, kind of click to tweet functionality in there to where mm-hmm. you just send them and say, the show's coming out. Please click here, here, and here. Change the wording if you'd like. Right. And hopefully the platform will be able to do the heavy lifting. You just come in and tell us the episode's done and give us a link. And then we can go and we've, you know, we'll think this through and make this really nice and slick for the guests. But that way the guests will get prompted and you don't have to worry about you're the one nudging and poking them. The site saying, hey, by the way, don't you know this is really important to do? You said you would do this and go ahead and do this, you know, um, in better language than that. But you get the idea. We'll, we'll be the sure. ones kind of helping them be better at what they do and tell them how important it is from the outset. So, Hopefully we can help to affect some change there, because I think a lot of podcasters and myself included, you know, we don't get the benefit of that as nearly as much as we should. And so hopefully we can help figure out some good ways to, to get these guys to help promote to their audience as well. You know, we're giving them our platform. They can, I think they could help us a little bit, give it, throw us a bone on that. Yeah. And on my end, I, you know, speaking for myself, it's difficult for me to keep reaching back to, because I'm so busy trying to book two guests, get two interviews in in a week work my day job. So I tend to be always being like a shark going forward. And I have a really, really tough time with the reach back, which is a terrible personal failing. It's just, it's, it's a challenge. It's, I mean, I think it's a logistical failing. You know, I was guilty of it. Did I reach back out and thank all the guests and because a lot of my communication was through email and I'm don't intend to be rude to people, but I think I've come across that way in certain situations. Overall, I think I did a good job. I'm pretty conscientious and I care, but at the same time, I know that stuff's falling through the cracks. And like you, I'm just facing forward. I don't always pick up every single email thread that was, you know, buried. And especially some of them, you know, reached out initially from way back when, and then we got together and it just, you know, it's just not manageable. It's just not manageable. It's really difficult to do. I mean, you can do it, but I'm what two days ago, we were kicking back off digital dads and I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and email. And I looked at my wife. I said, I need pot it because I need pot it. I mean, I don't even care if it ever does anything. I just need this mechanism so that this is a pain. 
and it takes mm-hmm. so much time. And, you know, and one of them was from podcast member we went to, right? And, you know, the podcast mm-hmm. app they had, well, then we had some exchange in there and we agreed to have these wonderful ladies on the show about um, organ donation and trying to reach the dads in the group. And mm-hmm. they don't reach dads a lot. Perfect. Great. Then, so I'm in there having a communication and then she gives me an email address so I can move it into an email thread. It's just, you know, it's just one thing after another. And then I've got Google Docs and I've got all these different things and, uh, yeah. Anyway, that's why we, that's why we're doing it. And what have I forgotten to ask you? Um, I think you covered most of it. Eric, you did a great job, man. And, uh, congrats on, um, I think you have upcoming episode 50 here soon, right? You said, yeah, this week, I'm not sure what it'll be, but congrats, man. That's fantastic. That is fantastic. You are running like crazy, man. That's, that's outstanding. Um, I love the enthusiasm. I appreciate you bringing me on and, um, yeah, just we hope we can contribute in some meaningful way to to the the whole group of podcasters and this whole you know idea that we're doing because we love doing it. Well, awesome! Thanks for coming on. It's podit dot com uh, dot net. I'm sorry, podit dot net, and you're looking for a date next quarter. Uh, release for six. Hmm, let me be conservative. Six seven weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So next quarter. You won. Yeah. Let's just say next quarter. That gives us a little more breathing. All the way to October 31st. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Well, hey, thanks a lot for coming on. Absolutely. Loved it. Mr. Hayes' office, how may I help you? Andrea, it's Marilyn over at Kennedy Parker Construction. Hello, Marilyn. Would you like me to connect Mr. Parker to Mr. Hayes? A fish surrounded by sharks. A secretary cursed by desire and ambition. Introducing The Diarist by Donna Barrow Green. The Diarist, an addictive psychological thriller, satirical, suspenseful, and full of twists. Available on iTunes or anywhere you get your podcasts. Yes. I'm sorry if I've hurt your feelings. Or if something I've said has led you to believe I think you're incompetent. It's just been so long since you've given me any encouragements or compliments on my... Andrea... I do notice you. I like that blouse on you very much. You look very pretty just as you are right now. Oh, well, I... It's very pretty on you. Thank you. What sort of fabric is it? It's silk. It's lovely. You have excellent taste in clothes. I notice. Would you mind removing your cardigan? My sweater? Yes, so I can see the blouse in its entirety. Why? I like it very much. You see, I do notice you. You know that, don't you? I don't have to tell you I notice these things. You know when I like something, don't you? I don't know. I repeated his words in my mind. I notice you. That was it, wasn't it? I wanted someone to notice me. Not Andrea the daughter, the wife, the secretary. Not even Andrea the artist or ad girl. I wanted someone, anyone, to see me. More than anything, it was Richard. Please don't think unkind of me, dear reader. Thank you.
Hey podcast fans, I'm Rachel, host of We're All Mad Here, a new podcast about the history of mental health. Do you love history? Do you love creepy stories of abandoned hospitals? How about questionable medical procedures? We're covering it all. Not only will we sneak around in old asylums, we'll talk about the patients that stayed there and what their lives were like. We're covering disorders, cures, and living life with mental illness. So come join us on We're All Mad here at allmadpod.com because the history of mental illness is insane.